Hi everybody. Happy New Year guys. We made it to 2021. Welcome back to Genie Out the Bottle podcast. You know the vibes. My name is Genie and I am your host. I'm so excited that, you know, we're still surviving this pandemic. We've made it to 2021. There are vaccines in the works or it's already out. People are getting those shots. We don't know if they are growing arms or legs yet, but we're still very much here. And for that, I am grateful, grateful to God Almighty for reals. So, um, yeah, I'm going to first say that this year, the goal is to be more consistent with my creative arts. Last year, I think I took a big step by putting my work out because I had a lot of anxiety with dealing with like listening to my voice, getting more comfortable in my voice. And I feel like, you know, we've definitely made some strides. So this year I'm dedicating it to consistency. I'm going to try to give you guys at least 12 episodes this year, one a month. If I can exceed that goal, that will be awesome. But that is the goal for right now. I intend to be more consistent this year. So that's part of my my year's resolution. Um, what is happening so far? It's already middle of the of the month. And yeah, the year started with a bang. There's a lot still going on. The news is pretty much still the same. COVID is still very much out there. Um I never did share my COVID experience, but in September 2020, I caught COVID and let me even tell you the story a little bit. So when I had caught it, my story is kind of similar to most stories I've heard or read. Um, I didn't automatically think COVID, which was really dumb if I'm thinking about it now, because really what else could it have been? I remember saying I felt sick to like my friend and my mom. Mom was like, are you sure it's not COVID? And I was like, it can't be. Because in my mind, like I knew it was real, but like I never thought that I'll catch it. <laughs> so um, I treated malaria after getting tested and they said I had it. But it was weird because when I saw my test, for someone who's, whose blood group is AA, um, if you're an AA person, you know that we always have malaria. But when it's like malaria plus, that's one plus, it doesn't really feel like anything. It's from like two plus or three plus, like three plus, you start getting like high fever. Two plus is kind of like you're sick. One plus, it can just be chilling in your bloodstream. It's like nothing is popping. So when I saw my test results, I was a little confused because my symptoms were deeper than what one plus usually is. I had the weirdest headaches that I couldn't shake off, body pains, and I'm not one to like pop pills for no reason. So I just went straight to the doctor and they tested me and gave me medication. And as soon as I took my medicine, my malaria drug quatem, I was good. Only to get a call like three, four days later from a friend who I had seen at this place where I dance. Um, and she was like, um, Jeannie, I can't taste, I can't smell. I'm pretty sure I caught COVID. And the only piece I could have gotten it was at the studio. So you might need to go and get tested. 
I was like, shit. At this point, I'm feeling well. And after I felt well, you know, I hit up my friends and I went out. And I feel like that's the most... I feel like the most daunting thing, not really daunting, but kind of, is like having to be responsible after catching COVID because you do need to sit at home for 14 days. You should, you know? You shouldn't be going out (laughs) when you've tested positive. Like, that's really the height of your responsibility, I think. Um, But also, you need to tell the people that you've been in close contact with that you've tested positive so that they can go get tested and you know find out what their status is so for me that really like stressed me out having to be responsible and having to tell people that oh shit baby you might need to get tested but i did i called the people that i had seen and fortunately for them all none of them caught it from me so i was um alone in my quarantine it was nice also because I live by myself, so I wasn't putting my family in danger. It was really just me. But those 14 days were, were quite interesting because I spent a lot of time like reflecting. At this point, I wasn't sick. I was just a little weak, so I couldn't really cook and do any of that. But I had food at home. I had my TV. I had my phone. I had friends who literally stayed with me on the phone for 14 days, I think. Um, so by the time I went and did my second test, I tested negative, did a third test negative, and did an antibody test, which was positive. So I had antibodies and I had tested negative. So I was feeling pretty cool about myself. Then shortly after um, was NSARS. That's what happened last year. Yeah. was NSARS. And I just felt like at that period, like between the reflections that took place in my own life when I had COVID to all the things that were going on, I was just numb inside. Like I was tired of the conversation, like tired of talking about how sad the country is, tired that... Nigeria just seems like a hopeless case, for reals, you know, people saying things like, anyone who's here by 2023, you know, don't say you weren't warned, people talking about, oh, the only way change can happen if there's a war, you know, any real change needs to happen, it has to be from the ground up, the, the system is too polluted, all these conversations really had me fucked up, if I'm being, like, for real, um, so it was in those moments that, in my mind, I just wanted to focus on things that were important to me, which was like doing my work the way I hoped to do it and not the way it's been done in the service. Um, making sure the people in my life knew that I love and appreciate them. That's my parents and like my friends and my family. So I kind of spent a lot of time doing that towards the end of last year because too many people had died too much was just going on so i just took a break from this particular hubby and decided to just focus on real life um but this year i'm back i'm back with a bang and consistency is my middle name by the grace of god so that's the goal to be more consistent this year um so yes what i was saying is covid is still out there so please 
everybody try to still be safe while we wait for a vaccine that we're, that we trust not the one that will give us extra hand extra leg new dna all that drama we've been hearing um and as we're staying safe please wear your masks properly not under your chin or holding it in your hand or keeping it in your bag because that is what we have been doing guys <laughs> that shit is not safe make sure you're taking your vitamins i i never stopped taking my covid cocktail so i still always take my vitamins every other day now because you just never know um so try to stay healthy make sure you're eating make sure you're drinking a lot of water and yeah let's try and survive this pandemic till the end um so with this introductory episode i just want to catch you guys up with all the tea that has happened in like the 16 days of january like it's just been 16 days for one white people are so funny like they protest different they do everything different like when you're bad you're bad like they know that that country is for them because their own protest was different um donald trump lost because donald trump shouldn't be doing politics in america he should move to nige and do it with us because he understands the whole game how we play it the only difference would be that economically maybe we'll be doing better you know he wouldn't have even had to tell nigerians not to wear their masks because they're not wearing that shit anyway um but yeah donald lost i kind of called it but you know i was still thinking ah maybe just maybe donald trump will win but he lost and his people went out to protest and they stormed the capitol where their congress sits and they made a mess of the whole thing black people could never and the police was they were brushing their police it was so funny cnn called it the insurrection and i guess that's what democrats are calling it but yeah the year has started with drama he's been impeached again for the second time making history as the only way donald trump would um so that has been interesting to watch oh another thing that i've been seeing so something happened last year i did record one other episode which was a reaction to oluture the ebony life movie about a journalist who went undercover to expose the human trafficking syndicates and yeah like it was based off a real story written by a premium times journalist called tobore so i had done i had reacted to that but never never released it so that's coming out with this episode but the reason why that's coming out now is because i mean i still have it so why not and it was a really interesting conversation but also because this year first things first i saw um a live interview was he live? No, it wasn't live. I saw a recorded interview of Tobore, the girl who the story was supposed to be inspired by. Pretty much saying that this is her life story. Pretty much alleging that, you know, she's being cheated off it. Proper copyrights wasn't taken. How she's hurt. She definitely expressed herself. Then shortly after, Madame of ebony live tv mo abudu responds 
the classiest way ever but pretty much saying honey yeah it happened to you while you were an employee for the premium times making it the premium times story and we did get copyrights from premium times but don't forget it's only inspired by true events and sort of made it more fictional like so many other things happen in the story that didn't happen to you so many characters exist in the story that were not in your story so there was a lot of creative license taking and other script writers like people were involved in this and still you were contacted you were informed that you were going to get a cut so what i think has happened now is obviously oluturi did really well because my own nollywood critics gave it a 7.5 and apparently that's really good because they gave lionheart a three and i loved lionheart so but i'm no nollywood expert i just love genevieve but um i think the movie did so well and either the people in tobera's life because i feel like sometimes like it's very hard when it's very hard when something is going well and you think ah, don't i deserve more ah, what i agreed to the first time is that what i should be getting ah, for all my sacrifice but i feel like if i were to speak to tober what i'll say to her is um i think you should take a lot of solace in the fact that you've your story has been able to shed a light to some things that to some things that ordinarily people wouldn't know the intricate details like we know it vaguely we've all heard it oh she's going to italy she's probably going to become a prostitute but none of us at least i didn't let me not speak for everybody i didn't know the hardships that these girls have to go through i had no clue how dangerous it was in my mind like the entire airplanes went through immigration all that drama so to naive bunches like me you know this movie did a lot in terms of educating me about human trafficking and how girls are trafficked from nigeria through benin into europe um so between tobere's investigative journalism and moa budu and her teams like production i feel like that is something that is so beautiful so to think that you guys are about to like taint all this good work with like unnecessary drama you know is beyond me for reals but i also think this brings us to the nigerian problem and this is where i would fault tobere because for someone with such a voice and with so much guts i would think that she would have the audacity to be like okay so since we're not doing cinema releases anymore do i still get a cut from the netflix special i don't think that's too much to ask considering that how expectations had already risen based on the initial agreement but we have this thing that we do in nigeria where it's like we're in front of authority older people people that we think are richer you know more superior than us and next thing we have all the respect in the world respect that no one has earned like just unnecessary respect yes ma okay ma god bless you ma like just doing all this ma 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 
that doesn't really get you anywhere because you're not really saying what it is that you want but you're making the other person feel like they're doing enough because based on those messages like mo had no reason to think that there were any issues be upfront. We do this. We see we see a governor that we hate. Your excellency, sir. And then behind his back, we're talking all the shit. Like, it's annoying af. We do it in our offices. Like, it's a culture that really needs to end. Like, especially as young people who are trying to take, take back our country. You need to be bold. Be bold with your ideas. Be bold with the things that you want. Be bold with your needs. And I'm not just speaking to Tober. I'm speaking to even myself. Like... We all just need to embolden ourselves and stop being shy and cowardly. Like, say what it is that you feel. Because last, last, if you do say that, the person can say no. And then you can fight. But then if you now don't say anything and then come out with, like, an interview saying all the things you're saying, all the things that you didn't say in front of the person, you can understand why that person might be a little pissed off. Because if I was more now, I might be pissed. Because technically, I have done my due diligence. This story is a premium time story. You were working there, yes. But your orgas own the story. So if you drag me like this, there's a high chance that the Jesus in me might go on holiday. You know? And I'm like, okay, take it up with your bosses because I've paid them. And let's see how much they give you. Because if we're in communication, there's no reason why you shouldn't just be like, ma, what's the new deal? Period, I think. But then again, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just saying what I think based on what I've seen online. But yeah, be sure to check out me, Ibi, and Yoko's reaction to Oluturi. So another pretty interesting, I think, noteworthy event of this January has to be President Buari versus the Pigeons. That was hilarious. That made me laugh because I think it was more of the jokes that was funny than even what had happened because I don't even know anyone who tunes into the armed service um memorial which is kind of bad to say the least like to think that our armed forces are the ones who are supposed to be keeping us safe considering that we're fighting domestic terrorists terrorists from the outside boko haram and their cohorts and we're losing like soldiers on the daily but somehow like i also feel like they especially the low-ranked members of the armed forces are on the receiving end of just all the bullshit because they're the ones who are in the battlefield with improper ammunition they're the ones who aren't getting proper trainings they're the ones whose orgas are swallowing all the money meant for their trainings and you know arming them with proper weapons so and they're the ones who when they die their families are kicked out of the barracks and are pretty much left almost destitute so it is sad i feel like in when i think about like the symbolic nature of what even happened with the birds not flying okay so let me even see what happened so 
um, part of the ritual that's performed at this ceremony on a yearly basis is that the president releases a dove, releases the doves to symbolize peace in the afterlife, maybe for the for the departed soldiers and just love. So I also did some research. The white dove has symbolized ancient Greek and the Bible, Chinese history. It's, it's a symbol of peace and love. But those are the two things that are lacking in Nigeria. For one, love. Tribalism is everything you need to know about the hatred that exists in this country. I mean, when we're against other people, maybe we can unite in love. But back home, before NSARS, I feel like NSARS was the one time where it seemed like nobody was Igbo, Yoruba, Hausa, or any other thing. We're all just Nigerians. But on a normal day, there's a lot of tribalism. There's a lot of beef within the country that, you know, pigeons can't be flying. They can't be telling lies. And the insecurity... The hardships that the families of these departed soldiers are going to have to face, those pigeons were like, nah, they refused to fly. They said no, because there's so much insecurity, there's so much injustice, and we're a country of optics, you know, we'll just be seen to be doing what we're supposed to be doing, but not really doing it, because I think these departed soldiers will be more at peace if their families were good, you know, if if they didn't just die for no reason, or if they didn't die carelessly, you know, if their affairs were going to be taken care of by this government on on their deaths, like I think those pigeons would have flown. But the pigeons were like, nah, until Barry goes and sits down were flying nowhere and that was hilarious i think um but for one i just feel like we just need to continue the discussions especially about our country and hopefully hopefully the solutions are closer than we think anyway that's that on my introductory episode you know the vibes. It's Ginny out the bottle. So till next month. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.